happy Juneteenth. Happy Father's Day. Happy Pride. What else am I missing? Um, three days ago to everyone listening. Well, we're recording today and I want, yeah. I encourage listeners to live in the moment with us. Oh shit. Not yeah, in this some is... future world they live in. You know why? Fuck their future world. Yeah. Sucks, sucks I'm there. very present to the point where I'm going to constantly be acknowledging that today is Sunday. It is Father's Day. It is Juneteenth. And if you guys can't get with that, mm-hmm. that's that's like you guys need to examine some things. Cause, you need to throw, throw your phone in the ocean and stop right. listening to us. Because not only do you need to live in the moment, you need to live in our moment. (laughs) Only. Wow. Only. At all times. (laughs) Yeah. Get your heads out the future and come back with us to the present, which is to you the past. Your past. Mm -hmm. It's still Mm -hmm. pride, no matter when you are. So That's true. Yeah. I guess anytime. Uh, Hi, Tani. How's it going? Hi. Hi, Kevin. Also, sorry. This is Yo, Is This Racist? Hi, everyone. (laughs) I had to check on the dogs for a second. I thought they were scuffling when we started, but they're fine. Little baby scuffle. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Thriving. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you both laughed. Um, the uh... <laughs> we were we were talking on Yo Can We Live last week, like the week where we're all just normal, well rested. No one feels like off is going to be an unusual recording for us it'll never happen yeah we've never had one that will probably be the last episode (laughs) my yeah well it's it's like when like the uh the like three sets of windshield wipers are all in sync for like a split second right yeah they go off and then yep which reminds me i need to get mine replaced the uh back one is completely the little rubber piece is off so gotta Mm -hmm. make a little reminder all right everyone everyone listening to this new have you ever uh, installed new windshield wipers before i have i i it was easier than i thought and then more difficult than i thought at the same time yeah i was actually impressed at both things the first one was so easy and then the second one was so much more difficult just because of the little snappy thing, I think. I don't know what I had wrong. the same experience changing a tire for the first time. I changed a tire last week for my very <gasps> first tire. That was your tire. first tire yep. change? Yep. Oh, man. And um, I, I really have wild. never gotten flats before. Like, I got a flat when I was, like, in high school, and my mom was with me, and she just did it. And then yeah. maybe I called AAA once in my life. But, like, in Chicago, I didn't have a car for... 12 That's years true. so and i live in the loose nails district of los angeles right. <laughs> so that has really been an issue it's right. really like i just I've, I've probably had to change my tire like i don't know half a dozen times since wow see i'm here. learning that these is either something with with no judgment on the person because even very handy people sometimes don't bother with it and they just call triple a but I'm learning this is either something that people are like, oh, yeah, I do that all the time. I've been doing that since I was a teenager. Or people are like, absolutely not. I will always call AAA. And it doesn't fall along lines of handiness or self-sustainability, yeah. you know, self-sufficiency. I think, it, I mean, it is a thing that is like really easy, you know, in terms of like, you just take the screws off, take, put, take the thing off, put the other thing on, screw it back in. Well, um, but at the same time, if you fuck up, it's like pretty bad. Yeah, I, I do relook it up on YouTube every time, and there's the little thing you got to do it in a little pattern, and blah blah blah. But I know there's more I, to it than what I just said, but not a ton more to it than <laughs> I just said. There's not a ton more, but I wonder if because I drive a big old Jeep, and for oh, yeah. me, 
for a person of my strength, the tires themselves are extremely heavy. Mm. Um, oh, sure. Because right. my spare is a full-size tire, you know, because it's the tire that sits on the back of the Jeep. So even me lifting that oh. off the Jeep, I was like, oh, fuck, I might not be able to do this just like strength-wise. And then oh, right. when I had yeah. it jacked up, I could get the tire off, but I couldn't get under the new tire enough to lift it up to push it on. Oh, so what God. I was doing was just like <laughs> micro adjusting the jack up and down until it perfectly lined up and I could just slide the tire slide on. Over. Wow. <laughs> so I was I... like, I think the big, and the lug nuts, I couldn't get off without standing on yeah. the tire iron. But I think that's a good sign. Because that means, <laughs> they, well, it means they were on, you know, tight. Uh, yeah. I will say, having been remarkably glib about it, um, one time I was visiting Detroit and my friend Larry uh, lived in the like shadow of the uh, the burned out train station, and someone on his block had not. It's my favorite Bob Dylan. A new tire on. Sorry. Yeah. The bur- yeah. I, it's featured in one of the Transformer movies uh, <laughs> that was shot when it was really cheap to shoot in Detroit. But um, basically, what happened was someone had changed their front, I believe, driver side tire, but mm-hmm. like incorrectly or like like hadn't sufficiently tightened the bolts and or the nuts lug nuts whatever um and tried to drive forward but because they the 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 wheel came off basically and then what happened was the weight of the car crashing down on the the part you know the wheel that had come off yeah launched the wheel the tire up into the air. Whoa. And it landed on Larry's car and like fucked up his windshield. <laughs> it's like Final Destination. That's horrifying. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Apparently it like caught enough air to land on a car like a little ways away. Wow. Um, so That's yeah. so dangerous. Isn't it scary <laughs> that like cars can do stuff like that? Like, oh yeah, if yeah. the tire falls off this way, it will launch into the air. Yeah, it was it was shocking to hear about it, and I was like, I didn't. I guess I didn't witness it, but I saw the end result, and it did for sure look like a tire had fallen out of the sky. And yeah, there was a uh, car with the front panel that was like utterly fucked up from which presu- from you know presumably a wheel launching into the air. Just to me, hilarious because no one was hurt, but I guess a lot of people could have been hurt if that had happened. At a slightly different time, slightly different place. Um, yeah. I got a flat in college in like December. It was like snowing in Chicago. And I knew there was a mechanic shop like a few blocks da- down the street and was like, all right, if I can make this like three block drive, then I'm set. And of course, like the last 500 feet is when it's like the hubcap sparks and I just like pull up with like. <laughs> NASCAR flames behind me, basically. <laughs> and it's just like, sorry, guys. I don't, you know. Yeah. But, uh, Cars should probably not exist. Yes, uh, it's so nuts that we drive them. Yeah. But then the smart cars are horrifying, too. I watched a video of someone like, I ordered my AI driver, and this minivan pulls up to like a hotel and was like, I'm so excited for that time, but also it just it also seems dangerous. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it should just be um, buses and trains. Yeah, hell yeah. Buses and trains and bikes is the only thing that should exist. Yeah. Uh, well, we've been real. trying to filibuster because we lost Tawny. <laughs> and there's a, chance, 
if she comes back, we'll just keep this in and catch her up on my little tire story. Yeah. Or we will cut all this. But well, I guess we should keep talking as if we have a show that's happening. Tire. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, t- the title of this episode is We're Tired. <laughs> uh, in quotes. Um, but yeah, Larry's, Larry's car got tired like a motherfucker. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we did a whole episode of uh, Yo, Can We Live? Oh, we <laughs> should talk about that. <laughs> so Andrew and I did an episode during uh, his lunch break, and I found a personality quiz. We won't say what the final answer was, but I found a personality quiz that will uh, determine Andrew's uh, dream vacation <laughs> destination. And so there was 15 questions that were basically, I'd say 13 of them were food-based questions. Less personality yeah. and more like, do you like fish or tacos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, so Yeah. So you can that out. find out, subscribe, check that out at suboptimalpods.com. Yo, Can We Live is the bonus show mm-hmm. uh, only for subscribers. Yep. Uh, suboptimalpods.com is also where you can see... Uh, us on tour. Yep. Um, presumably, Tony will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to Boston, Austin, Minneapolis, and Brooklyn. Yeah. That's the little rhyme that I've invented for myself. <laughs> um, and the second two rhyme just as much as the first two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boston, July 16th. Minneapolis, July 30th. Austin, August 20th. Brooklyn, September 10th. Tickets are available now. You can go to suboptimalpods.com to see them. We would love to see you. That being said, I was so stressed out because um, for work reasons, I have to fly out on the Boston show. Yes, I saw that morning. email. Sorry. The morning of. Oh, no, that's okay. Uh, and I have been just reading all the shit about flights getting canceled. Yep. Um, so it, it's starting to feel like if anything goes wrong, I'm going to be like buying the in-flight Wi-Fi and zooming into a show. <laughs> My, um, I did that once uh, where we flew in uh, for another show I work in, I work on uh, like hours before the show started. And fortunately, I mean, there was an issue. One of the engines was idle and the pilot t- gave, gave us a warning, which was I found annoying of like, hey, just so you know, there's going to be a bunch of fire trucks waiting. Uh, that's for us. And absolutely did not need to tell us. But um, <laughs> it was a moment where I was like, oh, I wish we didn't. I shouldn't have scheduled the show th- two hours before we landed in case there yeah. were any sort of delays at all. Yeah. But, I unfortunately know that this is going to be the case, but I yeah. think there's just nothing I can do about it. Um, I can't make the red eye. So, yeah. yeah. And I It'll have be, to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be what could possibly go wrong. Literally anything. Yeah. Tawny's back. Tawny, we kept going. Uh, so we have, done the pr- we have done the promo for the live show. Wow. We might not cut even this catch up right now. <laughs> I was telling a story about my friend's uh, neighbor. A tire flew off of his car and smashed his windshield. Anyway, you're Holy caught shit. up. Great. Um, this is going to be... A second, I'm trying to get my audio rolling again. <laughs> what were you saying, though, about? Uh, about oh, the just the, not the hearings, just the election. Uh, uh, my my council district in Los Angeles, Unisys Hernandez, a abolitionist, police abolitionist, and just a great person, uh, has declared victory in the primary because um, she got more than fifty point one percent of the votes, and it looks like it's going to hold. Um, that is amazing. Wow. 
um, a current city council member was like such a piece of garbage who was, was just like filmed saying that he was just in it to help landlords out. Um, so it is wonderful. And it also is like a big fuck you to like the New York Times was very prominent, but lots of other national outlets were like after election night, like, oh, everyone, everyone's scared of defunding the police or like that's that all those people, everyone's all the Democrats are pro police and fuck them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in this time of all times, like when the police are, you know, very, very, very proven to be beyond fucking useless and detriments to our uh, communities. That is all that I have. Yeah. I think, I don't really remember. No, but uh, yeah, I, I guess a bunch of the, you know, across the board as, as actual votes have been counted, mm-hmm. um, the, it's been very clear that uh, Los Angeles, like even though San Francisco in a very flawed recall, um, recalled, uh, what's his name? The prosecutor, the good prosecutor. Um, Chessa. Or, yeah. The, uh, the, it's not a wave. It in fact is the opposite LA rules, um, or at least it can rule. At least we're being, we're setting ourselves up to be a great city. Um, and that's because people are voting and paying attention and, you know, trying to figure out different ways to govern ourselves and use our fucking resources instead of giving more than half of it to the murderous racist LAPD, allegedly. Hey, Tani. <laughs> Hi, everything works. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, my computer just decided it needed a nap, which I, I can relate. What um, <laughs> Have we talked about corporate pride? Oh, oh no. I wanted to bring that up off mic, but uh, I'm glad you're bringing it up now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, this podcast full of straight people isn't like maybe the best uh, folks to talk about it. But I did just want to ask the question maybe more generally. There's been a lot of talk about corporations and big old businesses, you know, slapping a rainbow into their font and having 50 percent off muffins or whatever the fuck Uh, is some acknowledgement from mainstream super capitalist corporate awful giants better than zero representation and acknowledgement um can i say and this is me barely remembering something and it's not a precise one-to-one but we will get into this a little bit or something close to this in in the questions this week oh okay uh so i am gonna say better than nothing but like most corporate you know stabs at diversity they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart uh right but better than nothing, but I think it's good that people are pointing out it's like a necessary but not even close to sufficient situation. Sure. Um, uh, weirdly, I feel the opposite about Juneteenth. Any corporate co- company or corporation that like at all has referenced Juneteenth, I'm like, keep it. Get I this, don't want this. this the fuck. Did you see uh, my, my old boss, Peter Saji, uh, posted a video that I don't think he had a like credit for who made it. So I'm sorry. And I, I, I don't know if I don't, I, I don't think he purposefully cut it out. I think it's just, he found it somewhere and reposted it, but it was like a fake commercial for the Walmart Juneteenth ice cream. Oh. And it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I cannot wait. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> um, it, it uh, includes what in his words, I think I'm going to paraphrase him correctly. Uh, the uh africa music at the end <laughs> which is just that like 
you know, I assume a good intention, but sort of like, especially from the 80s, any 80s movie, anytime they go to Africa, it's that's that sort of like drum beat and like. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like Toto's Africa. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's very, I guess that's where it came from or vice versa. I mean, um, they were just a, a a product of the times, but yeah. But it is, it is the whole thing. Uh, very hilarious. And, and yeah, the, it, the, Juneteenth stuff is like, I guess also it's like, hmm, I guess I'm about to say a thing that's probably wrong, but I'll say it and we can figure out why I'm wrong, which is that like every, every, you know, corporation in America is fucking racist as shit by any metric. And so, but I guess, you know, that's also absolutely true for pride stuff. So I, I mean, yeah, that's just, it's just like. I don't, it just it feels like the bandwagoning of Juneteenth is maybe it just feels grosser because it's newer and even yeah. me thinking one feels grosser than the other feels <laughs> probably has some sort of problem contained within. Um, yeah, like but, I don't think I have I have any business saying that Ju- the Juneteenth one is worse than the Pride one, but it is funny that I have an immediate reaction to the Juneteenth stuff and the yeah. Pride stuff. I'm always just like. Uh, maybe this is helpful to someone somewhere, and I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, partially it's that like, it it has to a little bit just be the time. Like Juneteenth is just so clearly a bandwagon because clearly, mm. it, but no it one is also about true. It like, yeah, <laughs> it is also truly uh, a part of the national consciousness. Again, uh, I will just once again give shout out to my old boss Peter Saji, who wrote the Blackish episode about Juneteenth that um, I think Tim Cook or whoever the fuck at Apple watched that episode and was like, we should put Juneteenth on our like official Apple calendar, mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, like brought it into mainstream consciousness for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to Saji, Mr. Juneteenth, as he hashtags himself all the <laughs> month of June. <laughs> Um, as long as we give him a shout out every year you know it's like leaving out cookies for santa claus we've yeah yeah he's juneteenth claus for sure yeah that being said and again this is beyond not my place to say um that walmart juneteenth ice cream in theory does look very good to me yeah what were the flavors isn't it just like red velvet cake ice cream yeah or maybe that's the i mean that is like my favorite kind of ice cream and my favorite kind of cake it looked banging for sure. Yeah. They could have just been still, like still still racist June. Walmart. <laughs> don't don't get us wrong. That is racist and pathetic, especially Walmart of all the corporations maybe around try to capitalize on Jew Teeth is extra disgusting. Yeah. However, I guess if I could would go to a Walmart, I would shoplift a, a pint of that. But Yeah. I so, guess yeah, I yeah, and what made me bring all of this up was I was literally looking for flights for our live shows, which I hear you guys just plugged uh, when my computer is freaking out. Uh, I was looking up a flight on Kayak, and I couldn't find my Kayak, uh, I almost said emoji, icon, <laughs> app, whatever, on my phone, because they made the colors, it's like a pixelated crazy rainbow instead of just the Kayak orange. And I'm very like color-oriented. Like I know the colors of my app, so when an app changes colors... It freaks me out. So I looked at it and I got annoyed. And then I went, see, now they went and made me a bigot. They made me aligned <laughs> with the bigots because I'm rolling my eyes at some pride stuff. This is wrong. I don't want to be on yeah. those people's side. It's just all so I mean, 
It's definitely yeah. It's it's off. It's also the same of like like. It, it, there's definitely people criticizing it from the wrong side, and there is like a potential like sort of bedfellows argument. You're like, yeah, you know, I I think it's it is like this thing where you're like, I think that the ho- hopefully the correct needle to thread falls somewhere closer to like it's an eye roll for sure. It's definitely like whack, but like in the in the two worlds of no corporation acknowledging Pride or Juneteenth mm-hmm. or, I, yeah. Because I am, I tend to be of the, like, if it makes the racist or the bigots mad, it's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. But it is also in, it's, it's as we say often, we, I mm-hmm. pompously say often, necessary but not sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, and and rarely is a corporation sufficient. Right. And especially, you know, now where, you know, hate crimes against queer and trans people are really on the rise. And it's really, you know, a lot of these pride celebrations are becoming even more unsafe than they always were. Uh, So, yeah, maybe it's just I don't know. I think we do need to focus more on, like, keeping our friends and our community members safe. And so if that means, you know, uh, attending some of these marches or events with friends of yours that they have some support or they just feel like they're, there's a little more safety in numbers, that's one way you can support. But yeah, just asking your friends and the people in your life what they need this pride is probably a better way to, let's take all that yeah. eye roll energy at the kayak logo and actually <laughs> funnel it towards, you know, investigating your local candidates that aren't going to criminalize yeah. queer people and... <laughs> drag queens and whatever else they're the I mean it was fucking wild that those cops in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho stopped those like people mm. that were there to commit violence because Coeur d'Alene cops like they have to be close to allegedly close to half and half fucking neo-nazis mm-hmm. themselves if not more like Coeur d'Alene is like where the Coeur d'Alene was actually on my uh, I've talked about this many, many times, including before either of you guys have started the show. When I moved to LA, um, used the Southern Poverty Law Center's like hate groups map to overlay yeah. over my route. And Coeur d'Alene is actually like really densely populated with like white supremacist organizations. Um, and yeah. so given that cops everywhere are already like heavily full of members of white supremacist organizations, Coeur d'Alene cops got to be extra serious. And it's, it's wild they didn't arrest any off-duty cops in that fucking van. I know. Well, that they told us about. But they, yeah. you know, and th- these these issues are linked because white supremacists are, uh, you know, they, they they hate queer people for the same reasons that they hate black and brown people. And it's that we are all a threat to their ideal of a fertile Christian heterosexual white future. That's... That's right. what they want. They want the white race to continue and queer people they see as a, a an impediment to that in the same way that they see black and brown people that way. So we are united in the fight against these types of bigots and uh, it would just be nice to, yeah, I yeah. don't know, less fucking ice cream and, and rainbows on your landing page and more like supporting of candidates that are going to, at the local level that are going to. Uh, also speaking of causes. united against um, the... Uh, uh, fucking Texas Republican convention locked out the log cabin Republicans from the like this or from the convention, I think. And like the log cabin Republicans are all like, 
oh, this is not who the GOP is. Guess what, motherfuckers? You valued racism and marginal tax rates, I guess, more than (laughs) your own selves. So fuck you. Andrew Sullivan had a thing about, like, he's like, because he's a gay conservative, and he was like, oh, I I don't like all this, like, you know, targeting drag shows. Mm. And it's like, you both have, all both of you entities that I mentioned have loved the racism. Right. Loved it. It's funny when Um, you get a taste of the oppression a little bit, huh? You get a little taste of that oppression you haven't felt before and you're like, suddenly like, wait a minute. (laughs) It's fucking, yeah, disgusting. I mean, I don't know what to do with those people. It's like, I guess sort of better late than never, but like, fuck you for like, existing this long and just being happy with um conservatism as it has con- you know aligning yourself with that and supporting it um yeah. i don't know what to say i feel for them and i uh, i'm like yeah i'm like fuck you as well but i also feel bad for them because they are still marginalized people it just they were yeah. able to hide behind a shield of one layer of their privilege privilege for long enough that they didn't see it for what it was and that's not an excuse because they should yeah. have been able to but it still sucks that they're getting a wake-up call now. I wish that they didn't have to go through that. Yeah. All that, except I guess I don't really feel for them. (laughs) (laughs) I think to exist, especially, like, both those entities were also, like, people engaged in political discourse. They have been told many times by other people, you know, they have actively chosen to ignore for decades, if not, you know, yeah, for decades. Yeah that what they're doing is supporting bigotry. So I don't know. I think we're probably going to keep most of the shit from when your computer was rebooting in. So let's just, let's just take a little break and then do some voicemails. Great. Love a break. Love a break being over. That is. We're back. Here we are. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's kick it and let's see what these wild ass people got to say. Hi, Tony, Andrew, Doctor Kevin, and Jeff. Hell yeah! Um, shout <laughs> nice. out from the seven hundred seven and the nine one six. I have a whoop, whoop. I have a question. I'm trying to figure out if uh, I am putting too much. You know, what? I may be putting too much energy in this. Um, I have a coworker uh, when she was first hired on. Uh, she claimed uh, to be Latinx, and uh, that was it. She she claimed Latinx, and then her second interview, she claimed Latinx plus, uh, you know, being Afro Latinx, and uh, splash of indigenous. And then uh, as it kept moving forward, um, she eventually got hired on, and she started claiming to be Latinx, Afro Latinx, uh, indigenous, and then she started claiming a few things like Filipino and, you know, uh, Cuban and uh other uh, random ethnicities that uh she would she would claim um she's white presenting and uh just you know i just wanted to know if is that do i have a like is it is it racist to stop believing her after something <laughs> like uh it might not be any more business or it doesn't even matter but also you know she she does say this shit to other people that are that are not our coworkers, she'll say it to like the public, and I just want to know like when 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 does it become a concern? Is uh-huh. it ever a concern? Am I being am I being shitty? Maybe I'm being shitty. I don't know. Maybe it's none of my business. But I, <laughs> you know, I just like uh, thanks thanks for thanks for listening. 
Like here, I just to give you uh, on the Zoom right now a little context about my journey with this caller. <laughs> uh, this is the third voicemail he left revising this. Uh, and this is the only one I believe where they said white presenting. Uh, so the first uh, two times I listened to this, I was like, you need to fucking mind your own business. Shut the fuck up. You know, wow. don't police people of color. And then I will say white presenting stopped me in my tracks. And I realized I had a completely different opinion about it, which is also wow. probably not cool of me. Um, <laughs> not a completely different thing, but um, it just took on a very different character. Sure. Um, yeah. Though, again... Probably the result is the same, which is you'd need to mind your own business. But the white presenting did at least like explain why one would get worked up about this. Yeah. At least, or be like, is this odd? Um, etc. I also I don't know. I don't know that someone would look, there are plenty of people who are mixed and multiracial who don't look like how we might expect them to look. And it is truly none of our business you know, what they are versus what they look like. But something about the tone of this caller's voice, I don't think a person would be calling a podcast if it was just, oh, she doesn't look like those things she says. It feels like there's a there's a, a, a sneaky, weird vibe happening where this person is getting a sense that she's not being truthful about something. Yeah. So, <laughs> just because I don't think you would call a podcast just be like, this white lady looks white but says she's black. Like, I don't know. That doesn't seem yeah. like our listeners. So, well, yeah, I, I I mean, the the urgency tended to feel, especially again, I, let's see, back of the envelope, I probably, probably left like seven minutes worth of <laughs> takes of this. You've spent some time with this person. He should have a podcast. Yeah, so I've lived in this, I've lived in this uh, question for quite a while. Okay. Um, which is like, I mean, so essentially the like, accusation or the the thing that the caller is talking about is like you know it feels like to me like if you were just someone who knew Rachel Dolezal and you were like this doesn't feel right but then you were like it would be so fucked up for me to be wrong about this yeah I would have shut my mouth in that situation so I guess though this sounds like what you know a version of the caller's concern there's probably a world where, like, what does it really get you to, like, get to the bottom of this? Yeah. Um, like, oh, the upside is low and being wrong is terrible. It's terrible. And, like, with Rachel Dolezal, wasn't it, um, I mean, she was working for the fucking NAACP or some shit. Wasn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. just particularly <laughs> brazen? Just really brazen. Um, yeah. Uh, but wasn't it a, a black woman who kind of called bullshit on her like in a public way or at least to their uh bosses and stuff like i feel like it was a woman who was like you are actively trying to represent yourself as my own identity and that's not okay for me i can't work alongside you and like she was the one that called it out which feels not like what this is i believe the call yeah. is white yeah so it does kind of feel like maybe none of your business just because if it goes bad, it's going to be real bad. Yeah. It's just there, there's no upside to, to this, even if you're right. Like, it's like, yeah. what, do you, you, what do you win if you're right versus what like, do what win? do you lose if you're wrong? Yeah. However, <laughs> there is probably some version of like, 
Yeah, I don't, I shouldn't even go down this this road because it's it's just ugly. Honestly, the the things that the caller does to get to the bottom of this, you know, of yeah. the like bringing in someone of this of whatever ethnicity to have a conversation or whatever. It's just like any anything like that that involves special effort on the caller's behalf is mm-hmm. super gross. Yeah. Um, there was a um do you know that story about that writer, that woman writer who claimed to be like a military vet and had no military experience, a TV writer? Yeah. Like, there's a pretty yeah. bonkers but pretty entertaining Twitter thread by Dylan Park who is a military vet and a TV writer who was in in the room with her when she was claiming all this stuff and that that's the sort of thing that and you know he kind of details if you go find the thread he details how he started to have suspicions before anyone else because her experience and like timelines of where she said she was during certain things didn't line up and she didn't seem to have the expertise that he had but he kind of felt like yo this is a a woman who says she was in the military i don't want to call her out but then like it became clearer and clearer that, that she was lying to just to get this tv writing job so Dylan, the other writer, being a a veteran, was like, he felt like it was his job to kind of save the show from whatever detriment she might cause it or save save the show from embarrassment because he felt like an ownership over that thing she was coming to be. But (laughs) this is not this is not the same because you can't really I don't know. There's not like a set of skills or expertise you need to know in order to claim to be black and Afro-Latinx and Filipino. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not going to out yourself by not knowing uh, the right type of like, you know, tank that would be driven <laughs> in somewhere like you will with a lying about a military career. So here, here is, though, the other side of that is that like if this as the caller, I think, is insinuating like this person is potentially lying about this stuff, it'll come out. Right. Like, there's zero profit in fucking Encyclopedia Browning this yourself. Yeah. Like, it, it'll it just, it'll it'll happen. It'll be fine. You know? It, yeah. It's not going to be an issue um, forever. And I don't know. Now to flip completely over and be like, maybe she's completely telling the truth, but maybe because she's so white presenting, she has had to fucking prove her background so much that maybe she's just kind of awkward about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. There is also the fact that, like, you know, again, the first version of this voicemail, I'm pretty sure didn't say anything about white presenting. And to the the sort of thing, response that was building up in my head is, like, yeah, that is, like, sort of exactly the way of our world that, like, especially with, like, you know, black folks, um, there's when your heritage has been violently disconnected from, from your Mm. history, like Mm -hmm. there is a, you know, there's things happen and, and it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just like, yeah, people have like very mixed um, ancestries or people of color can have, and it's like not uncommon. Maybe that's what Mm -hmm. I was wanted to say. Yeah. Sorry. That was a very clumsy way of getting to that, which is like the, what this woman's past is like should not sound suspicious, actually. Or mm. sorry, you know, it's just like that's very common. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it sounds weird to you, the the white person. Um, I once worked with a black man, a very visibly black man, who said that um, his ancestors weren't slaves, and he doesn't think there were slaves because there there wasn't room for all of them on the boats. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. People, and I, people, and you know what I did? I kept my mouth shut and I just said, okay. And I just kept yeah. my mouth shut. Cause I'm like, what am I, what am I going to teach this man? Yeah. Also, that's true. You know, the other thing is it's like people can be told all sorts of things by their parents come to believe all sorts of things. There, There's just like lots of ways for this to happen. And mm-hmm. there's zero reason to police this. Right? right? Yeah. And I still don't know where he thought he came from then. <laughs> He's very black. <laughs> so it's just like... Uh... <laughs> Where do, do you have like an immigrant in your family that you can trace? No, you don't know any. The records were lost. You don't know anyone. Okay. I mean, I'm sure those stories exist, but this guy just seemed real hell bent on a, there was no slavery mindset. Yeah. Like, little, Ooh. some like Kanye shit. A little bit. Yeah. Which I'm like, I get none of us want there to have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the <laughs> other side of it too, is like some of these like, like, opinions are like also are a coping mechanism and it's like yeah. okay it's fucking absurd some of the times yeah but what are you gonna do like you know there's once again it's it is like and this is probably gonna sound bizarre coming from me specifically but it's like is it really worth it to get into this argument and i am a man for whom useless arguments are like my lifeblood and i'm still <laughs> just like is this worth it well, if the king of the there is no beef too small or too axe too petty to grind yeah. is telling you to sit back. Just chill out. Yeah. I think I think that says more than it probably should. Um It really does. Let's do should we do one more voicemail? Let's do it. And yes, I understand that there were plenty of black people who did not come from slavery, just in case anyone very stupid is listening to this. Um <laughs> Here we go. Hi, Andrew, Tommy, and guest. Um seeing you live seem super excited. I'm a woman of color manager working in tech, and this is relevant to the story. So anyway, my question, every time any large violent crime happens, so Buffalo, Uvalde, we sometimes get direction from our higher-ups to say something about it to our employees. And often this involves a template that we can copy and paste. So typically it's something that could sound really checkboxy and mad-libby, and it's something like, you know, take time if you need it, without necessarily addressing how their work would be covered if they were to take time off or, like, telling them they should use company-sponsored therapy. Um, and I get that this is more than what a lot of companies do, and I acknowledge that, like, literally sometimes you don't know what to say after these crimes. Is it weird that my company provides, like, a fill-in-the-blank template every time something like this happens? I can see why it would be helpful, but also I see how it, like, enables laziness out of managers, and it really just takes the meaning and sincerity out of what we want to say. And also to provide just a little bit more context, um, we're also a company that like doesn't have boilerplate language around the history of Juneteenth, even though we celebrate it and like how we can celebrate it. So it ends up feeling kind of like white people recognizing only our trauma and not our joy type of crap. So curious to hear what you think or if I'm just someone who expects way too much from my employer. Thanks so much. So excited to see you live. Oh, we're excited mm-hmm. to be seen live. Let's just yes. get that last part out of the way. Thank you for seeing us live. Tickets still avail. Yeah, suboptimalpods.com. Snatch them up. Um, But this is what what you were referencing, Andrew. Yeah, this is is the, like, corporate, uh, you know, corporate entities stuff, which is, like, there's a world where you don't necessarily want these folks weighing in on the thing they're not capable of weighing in on. And so... Mm. 
a measured um, something from HR that's maybe milk toast but vetted. You know, mm-hmm. there is a world where that is simply the best they can do in a, the current structure of America or the planet or whatever. And so, like, there's no version of this that's going to be better. And so, like, what? Yeah, that's sort of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think you can just acknowledge, like, yeah, this fucking sucks. And the reason they're not capable of doing better is because of racism uh, or whatever bigotry is most relevant, potentially. And that can sort of be it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, yeah. that strikes me. But, you know, and that is the same as the flip side of, like, you know, Pride or Juneteenth celebrations from corporations. It's like, yeah, the reason this is hollow and fake is because it is hollow and fake. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, yeah. So, like, I don't know. What are you supposed to do? It's better than not. Um, yep. And, like, maybe, okay, maybe this this is it. It's, like, it's to me a little bit like this, like, election thing or, like, mutual aid during, like, holidays thing, which is, like, it's fine to be, like, most energized when it's this most egregious type of thing. But, like, really the real work is um, every other moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, for Solidarity and Snacks, we took the week of Christmas off um, mm-hmm. because that's sort of the single week where more material goods flow into Skid Row or, like, wherever because mm-hmm. of people doing it once, the one time a year um happens um and, and sort of it's sort of the same right like like after a tragedy that's when hr gives a shit about you know people's mental health the most or like yeah. during a holiday like so so yeah fine it's like that thing is fine but the real problem is the reason hr is so clumsy with it is because they're fucking representing white interests or whatever and th- the time to change that is not in the aftermath of immediate aftermath of a thing yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think you said everything I think. I I don't know. I'm always just like I've never had a real job. I don't know what I would do. But I have had like networks and yeah. you know, companies I work for acknowledge this stuff, but I feel so removed from I don't know. I it mean, doesn't feel like my workplace sending out a thing. It feels like the people I'm kind of contracted for to do a short job sure. have sent out a sort of silly email that but doesn't like, begin to cut it and I'm just like, "Okay, so this is like a Hollywood thing, but like every show now, you basically have someone from an outside law firm comes in and for the whole cast and crew does this little thing about sexual harassment mostly, but like just workplace behavior. And mm-hmm. it is like, I've never had one not conducted by a white person. You know, I've never had one that basically I've never had one that wasn't or had an HR department that like push comes to shove. I really would think would get it or do the right thing particularly. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would do the wrong thing. And I think they're like kind of nice white people or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's sort of just like, okay, yeah. You know, and then there's of course the thing like HR departments are not there to protect you. They're there to protect the corporation and it's very evident. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it, that it's, it is the same vibe. Every corporate job I ever had, I was just like, oh, these motherfuckers. But, like, <laughs> they're nice. They're definitely quote-unquote nice people. Yeah. But you definitely don't want them weighing in on whether something is 
like racist for instance. Right. But they're supposed to be the people you can go to when something is happening. But all too often, yeah, when it happens in Hollywood, you know, with actors, we go to, if it's safe to do so, we go to our showrunners or we go to our producers or we go to the fellow creative that we kind of work more closely with because we don't feel, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel as safe to go to these big. Yeah. But I think what I would say is it's the same like even in court, you know, it's like you go to the person in charge and see if you could to get mm-hmm. something there. Or like if that person doesn't, you know, feel right, you kind of like, but oftentimes one of the reasons it's so pervasive is people really feel like they have no options um, in right. the corporate world. Like I like, you know, when I worked at Comedy Central, we had this guy who like, would just like kind of like, you know, not quite harass people, but just kind of haranguing them with like, you know, kind of like, We'll call it racy talk in the mm. in the little bullpen, and it. I felt like I couldn't do anything about it until like he started talking to like one someone I was managing, and I was like, okay, I fucking have to do something now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really was like, my immediate boss definitely doesn't give a shit about this. Like mm. so, like, and when it was just like unpleasant around me, and he was kind of just talking to his friends, I was like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't really punish him; they just moved his desk. You know. <laughs> Oh, God, if that's not a perfect microcosmic anecdote for how all these abusers get away with shit. Yeah, he just moved his cubicle. That's like I risked life and limb to go up and tell someone I risked my career livelihood to go up and tell on this person. And what did he get? A moved desk. He got slightly less light in his corner. (laughs) I think he probably got a better desk, actually. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure he got a window. He got a corner office to keep him away from everybody. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. So canceled right into a private private office so that's i guess the answer to the caller is just like it fucking sucks it's the reason it feels insufficient is not because of the response to the tragedy it's because your workplace feels like it's uh over representing the views of i'm just gonna guess white people and that the reason for that is probably because it is because we are in america uh in 2022 um, maybe they can, the callers seem to have opinions though about how this could be done better. Like just in their small comment about, you know, saying like, Hey, the, the template saying, Hey, if you need to take off work, but then the caller pointing out that they don't make any, uh, they don't talk about how your work will be covered or whether you'll be compensated. So I don't know if there's room for you to make suggestions and say like, Hey, thank you so much for really being one of the good ones and acknowledging when these tough things happen, how are you going to X, Y, and Z to support the, you know, just yeah. that, that you corporate can, speak that says, thanks for what you've done, but how can yeah. we you can hold you a little more accountable? That a shot. <laughs> they, it, it will I not know. go down. So it is sort of just like, if you, if you want to be the squeaky wheel that day, but like that comes at a cost um, and yeah, doing the right, doing the right thing always, yeah, always comes with a cost. So it's understandable if you, don't think you can pay that cost. And I'm actually sick of it, Andrew. I might stop doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking hate I it. Think I've, I think I've exhausted enough people I've worked for that yeah, doing the maybe right I'll thing just quit. <laughs> fucking sucks. It just fucking sucks. <laughs> not especially, like I'm a saint, but I am a loudmouth who does not keep shit especially to myself. Especially when, when talking shit on a group chat is so easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I should oh, just take man. my shit to the no, to the crab gang group chat. <laughs> but it is it goes back and forth. It's like, yeah, but then, you know, that I think we all struggle with some version of feeling like 
this is cowardice, but also this is correct. Like it's, I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of ways into it. I'm going to say this. We've talked too long. Caller, I don't even remember what your real question was, but thank you for letting us say our piece. Um, I, I do really like what you said, though, Andrew, about like checking in throughout the year and not just when tragedies happen. Because as someone that worked at a company for six years, it would be a little mixed feelings of a, kind of appreciative, but also a little annoyed of like, you're only mm-hmm. using this template because this repetitive yeah. template because you know you're supposed to and being in a few group chats with people who yeah. work at other places who have the same exact thing happens uh, to them at their jobs. Um, I do like the idea of like, I'm not, you know, we talk about this with like voting and stuff too. Of just like, I'm not only reaching out because I'm supposed to, I'm reaching out because I want to throughout, yeah. Yeah. you know, throughout and, be- time. and, and yeah, not because I'm motivated by a thing that has grabbed my attention, but yes, like making right. it pervasive, a pervasive part of your practice. And I know sometimes that is jump started by things like that, but yeah, um, which is all just another uh, point for why it's so important to have diverse teams and yeah. diversity yeah. of perspective and I life think experience. Because exactly not everyone it. can have energy for every single issue, nor should you. But if you really diversify the number of eyes and types of eyes you have on these things, yeah. you'll you'll get a more even representation of you know someone will have energy to talk about mental health stuff all year round. Someone yeah, will makes, have energy, and not for free. Yeah. You know, it makes your company better. Like again, yeah. even for the most cynical fucking reasons, it makes it makes your shit better. Yeah, um, come on, capitalism, get with diversity. It's profitable. All right, Kevin's that's, that's our podcast. Three two three three eight nine seven two two three three two three three eight nine race. Uh, Tony, we decided on the title of the episode when you were offline because I was telling that long story about uh, the tire. I think we're gonna go with we're tired, but we'll think about it anyway. Um, <laughs> Apt. <laughs> Apt. Um com. Please come see us. We would love to see you. Um Yes. We'll have some duck and around shirts for sale right oh, yeah. there. Um which is good because you know that's a uh that that money is like a good little like maintenance fee for the tour. So if you yeah. can buy a shirt there, yeah, that'll help us do more tours in the future. So thanks yeah. for that. Andrew T, Trotty Newman, Kevin J. Bartelt, Suboptimal Pods, Joseph's mm-hmm. Racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put an at symbol before all or some of those things. You can figure out this shit. Uh, that's it. We did the whole thing. We did it. Goodbye. Podcasting. Peace. This is Suboptimal.